Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, listen, Doug last night sent me a note. He said he wants to get to these phone calls right away. So if you have a question for Doug Oster, dougoster.com, the organic gardener, get on these available lines right now at 866-391-1020. And if you happen to be caller number 10 at 412-922-1020, you'll win a $25 gift certificate to Sorgles. So that number, again, is 866-391-1020. To join us here today, Doug is on the disc of the 2 to Pittsburgh Newsline. And also to be the 10th caller to win that Sorgles gift certificate, call 412-922-1020. So, Doug, before we head out to the phones, good morning and welcome back. Good morning. I finally got some good rain yesterday. I've been missing all these little pop-up storms, and so I sure needed it. And uh, right now it's looking like a pretty good tomato season compared to the last three. It's been kind of dry, which is good for the tomatoes. But, boy, I see hot weather coming up here. I hope I get some more rain today. But after that, it doesn't look uh, too good for rain. And when we're talking about watering, we want to do it in the morning when possible. You know, it's better to get water on a plant if it needs it, no matter when, but we prefer to do it early in the morning, let that plant dry out, especially something like a tomato that's susceptible to fungal diseases. I look at my tomatoes. I have a couple out there that have a little bit of septoria leaf spot on the bottom leaves. I'll just remove those leaves. But, yeah, uh, looking like a good year. Uh, today, I'll be at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse in the McDonald Cecil area down uh, off uh, 79 South. And uh, it's a free pollinator class today. And uh, it'll be the first time we'll be together face-to-face, although we'll all be wearing face masks and have our social distancing going on. To come, you need to sign up. Uh, So you can see that information at DougOster.com. Uh, Over the week, uh, Han Nursery donated 18 flats of squash uh, to the North Hills Community Outreach. Thank you very much, Han Nursery. Uh, I've got information posted at the website there that shows you if you had some extra seedlings or you're already picking produce. If you had some extra, you could donate it to the local food bank. You can find out how to find that. Uh, My latest video uh, is from Pittsburgh Today Live, all about making great containers in the flower and vegetable garden. That's there. And hopefully uh, you'll be able to join me on my trip to Croatia next summer, July 2021. That is a long time away, but uh, we're going to be on this big boat for 36 people, and you have to book it uh, early. Of course, there's insurance in case anything happens, you know, it's a year down the road. It is filling up fast, believe it or not. I've got about 10 cabins left, so we're a little more than halfway there. We're going to travel through this amazing country and visit the islands. Oh, it's just going to be amazing. It's a 12-day trip, and seven of it is on, a Adriatic, on the Adriatic Sea. 
going to be a blast. If you're interested, uh, you can just see the information at DougOster.com or give me a call. I've got a uh, relatively new cell phone. It's 412-277-7421. And, Rob, did we get any callers or do you want me to keep talking gardening? No, we're ready to go to the phones. Here's Don up first for Doug. Hey, Don, good morning. Good morning. Uh, My asparagus is starting to go into seed. Uh, When to fertilize it, now or in the spring? Well, uh, actually, both. You could have done it early in the spring uh, as it was coming up, but it was this is a, a perfect time to fertilize it, keep it going. You want to keep those fronds going, I'm sure you know. How long have you had the asparagus patch? Long time. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's still doing good? Uh, not not as good as the spears seem to be getting smaller. And the other thing, the weed problem I got, I talked to an old guy, and he said his – his family used salt, uh, just uh, not not that vinegar and stuff. Because I tried that, and I think that killed some. Uh, salt would, but he yeah, said salt they use salt to to kill the weeds. Do you ever hear well, anything about that? Yes, salt's gonna not going to be good for the asparagus either. It's going to have the same effect like a vinegar would. That that is one one of the struggles of having an asparagus patch is the weeds. But yeah, get some fertilizer on there. You know, I would use. Uh, kind of an all-purpose granular and just kind of barely scrape scrape it in around the edges. You don't want to negatively affect the the plant, and that that should help bring it back. And then next year, before it comes up, I would do the same thing, and then it will come up through that granular fertilizer, and hopefully if you keep doing that every year, you'll bring that patch back a little bit, all right? Okay, thank you. All right, let's keep going. Let's go to Mary in McMurray for Doug Oster. Hi, Mary. Hi, how are you? Good. I wanted to ask Doug about peony bushes, which I've had in my yard for 50 years. Uh, This year, the one bloomed beautifully. The others, uh, the bud formed, but they just turned almost black and never bloomed. Yeah, that might be a fungal issue. Uh, I'd have to see what it looks like. Uh, peonies are susceptible to fungal issues, but usually that happens after they bloom. Uh, has this been going on for just this season or many seasons? No, this is the first time ever. Okay. Uh, I would be tempted to uh, use an organic fungicide next year when they're coming up, just to make sure that they're going to that they're not uh, having that fungal issue. Uh, okay. And if you happen to have a picture of it, you could send it to me uh, via the email. It's dougoster at comcast.net. And then I would have a much better idea on exactly what we're dealing with there. But, you you know, okay. peonies are tough. Uh, I bet you next year you're going to be okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. 866-391-1020. Congratulations to Debbie. She is the winner of that $25 gift certificate from Sorgo. Debbie in Pittsburgh today. We'll have that Janoski's gift certificate to give away more phone calls with Doug right after a quick break and a look at sports. Stay with us. Good morning. Right back to the phones with Uncle Dougie. And uh, it is Nancy in Mount Lebanon. Nance, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Doug, I got a problem and i hope you can help me with it i have three large mature trumpet vines that need to go Uh, and i know i have to have the stumps ground up but i'm wondering 
is there something I can do to keep those roots, to kill those roots so they don't start sending out a million new plants? Ooh, boy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know trumpet vine. Uh, that yes. thing is, when it's set in place, boy. So we'll take take the whole thing down. Uh, if you If you could get in there and kind of excavate a little bit of what's there. And then the only thing you can do to, to stop that from sprouting, I think, is is tarp it, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, put a, a thick tarp on top of that area. Is that going to work or is it probably going to be too big of an area? Well, there's three. They're like trees. You know, I've got a main stalk, and then there's a. it's along a fence line. So I could take out all my oh. daylilies and, and cover it, I guess. Oh, you've got perennials growing in there too, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when Mrs. Know-It-All comes on, I'm going to talk to her about this too because uh, I don't really know what to do. Uh, I've, you know, if you continually remove any of those sprouts that come up, eventually you would win the battle. But I think that would be three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I. I've is, seen it in an area, back- is it in an area that that is close to the house? No, but I'll tell you what the ma- the major problem is. My side of the yard, my side of the fence, you know, I see them come up and I yank them. I was in my next-door neighbor's yard yesterday. She has thousands of them coming up through her grass. Oh. They feel terrible. Yeah, it's, that's why I decided they have to go. I mean, and they're just, and you, so you when know, you, what they're when like. You saw that, what impossible. did you do, just? pretend like it wasn't there <laughs> or did you say those are my those are, those are my trumpet vines that are invading your entire uh property yeah yeah it's oh it's, boy it, it, i just i just don't know what to do i mean they've got to go i think plus i think at this point now they're starting to damage the fence underneath a little bit right so and it's right. her fence oh boy all right well you yeah. know We'll see what Mrs. Know-It-All has to say, okay. uh, and we'll see if we can come up here with a, with a plan. All right. Just, I appreciate so, so it. Thank listening. you. All right. Okay, I will. Bye. Thanks. Hey, here's Joanne in Whitehall. By the way, we have some lines available if you want to talk to Doug, 866-391-1020. Hi, Joanne. Good morning. Good morning. I have a mogo brine that's pretty big, and this year the first time when the bulb, when the uh, branches start coming out, there were little purple, deep purple, uh, looks like um, um, pine cone coming out with it. Joanne, could you just turn that radio down just a little bit, please? Just turn that radio down. Can you do that for me? Okay, I don't think, I think Joanne was kind of listening to the radio and getting a little confused. Yeah, I was having trouble understanding. That's okay, no problem. Hey, Doug, let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of these invasive things. And what do you do if it really is something that's involving your neighbor? You just got to be up front, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, and I'm, I got, I'm working on a story about invasives now. I, I was out at the uh, Audubon Society of Western Pennsylvania talking to them. They have some, some innovative new ways that they're trying to deal with invasives. You know the, the the downside on the invasive is it's it's you know stopping the the what what was what was there before our natives that were there before, and so it's a problem. But yeah, you know that that problem with the trumpet vine and especially invading into the neighbor's yard, uh, 
you know, that's it's just tough. That's why I think it was last week or the week before where I said, please ne- never, never plant a trumpet vine. And I did get a lot of questions the next day, like, why not the trumpet vine? It's so beautiful. Well, it's just you'll never get rid of it. And you see the problem there. And I've seen them. I've actually seen them close to the house where they'll get down into the foundation and. You know, it, it seems like a great idea when it's just a little itty bitty plant, but when it gets established, it, it's just absolutely crazy on what they do. You know, uh, at uh, the Audubon Society, uh, they were showing me that stilt grass, they're just kind of cutting it to the Japanese stilt grass, they're cutting it to the ground and kind of rolling up the like a mat, the matted roots, and then right away, what they're doing, they're, whatever invasive they have, they're trying to remove and plant right away something that's really tough that will outgrow what's there. So, uh, you know, we all have we all have something in our garden. In my case, it's bamboo that somebody gave me that it wasn't a spreading variety. It was a clumping variety, and, I, you know, I've been battling it for 20 years. There's, you know, the only way to really get rid of these invasives completely is to do excavation, get all those roots out of there. But in the case of bamboo, if you ever get in there and you start digging – uh, you'll you'll see it. it. It's just bamboo is a grass, only it's a a really thick, uh, indestructible grass. And so, many times with invasives, and in, in this case with the bamboo, I remove as much as I can from the top. Just keep cutting the top off, but I'll never win that battle. But I I have to turn my head around as far as what I, otherwise it would drive me nuts. So I'm thinking of it. Okay, it, it's chartreuse and it's variegated, so. It is beautiful, but it's just such a pain because it gets into every place in the garden. You know, we were talking about that bamboo yesterday with Andy on the True Value Home Improvement Show. You know, you, that's why you really need to sit down and plan some things out because it may look good short, short term, but you have to realize a lot of this stuff and these decisions that you're making are going to be around for the lifetime that you're living in that house and people that are going to live there after you. So you just got to put a little thought process into it, right? That, that's exactly right, and I wish I would have... I wish I would have done that. Uh, I wish I would have really researched what this plant was uh, because I'm telling you what, it's a pain. And and when Rob says that about about the planting part, it's not just about invasives. It's about everything in the garden, especially when you're talking trees and shrubs. Uh, It's so important just to know what the plant's going to do. In this case with me with the bamboo, I had, you know, I took it, for what it was, you know, like, okay, well, if it's not going to spread like crazy, it looks cool and it could just be here in the corner. Well, you know, I should, I should have done my research with a, with a shrub or a tree. Uh, you need to know how big it's going to get because eventually it's, it's, it's always going to reach its genetic height. And just like the bamboo is always going to be spreading everywhere it possibly can. You know, a 30-foot tree is going to try and get 30 foot tall, and and however wide it gets, that's just the the way it is. Uh, you know, I want to talk real quick, and if we have just a minute, about uh, tomato pruning. Uh, you know, there's two schools of thought. Some people remove the suckers on their tomatoes, and some people like me are too lazy to, and they get plenty of tomatoes. You can do it either way. Is all I'm saying. Uh, the reason people remove the suckers is the theory is it sends more energy to the tomato. The reason people like me leave them on besides being lazy is tomato fruit needs some shade too. So either way will work. 
All right, Doug's going to take a bit of a break here. Uh, we'll put him on hold. He's on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. And then we'll come back for the second half hour. And we'll give you the opportunity to win that great gift certificate from Janoski's, where they're open today from 9 until 7 p.m. All sorts of good things out there. And then we're going to get ready for uh, Melinda at the bottom of the hour of the news. We have one more look at sports. And then, of course, right after local news at 8, it's Joe and Frank Dentisi. And today on the Coons Cooking Hour, your favorite ground meat recipes from those Fourth of July burgers to meatloaf tacos and more. It's all about that universal product that you can find. They make it every day fresh ground meat at Coons Market. Back with more in a moment. Good morning. Lots of beautiful green things growing and could be growing at your house if you get out to Janoski's today when they open at 9 a.m. A lot of exciting things happening at the farm. If you're the 10th caller, you want a $25 gift certificate, uh, 412-922-1020. Lots of folks wanting to talk to Doug today. And let's get to Joanne again, and, and she wants to talk to Doug right now. Hey, Joanne. Hi. I, I have a mogo pine that's been with me for years. This year, okay. as it starts to come out with the new stems, a little purple, deep purple, it looks like a little pine cone, less than one inch, has been coming out with it. What are they? Boy, you stumped me, Joanne, and you had to wait all that time to get to stump me. So we'll talk to Mrs. Know-It-All about it, and we'll so stay tuned, and when we talk to her, we'll figure it out. I'm sure she'll know what that is. So you have a busy day today, right, Doug? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. It's uh, the first time I've, I've spoken in person since the Home and Garden Show. I'm going to be at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse down at McDonald's. Uh, at 2 o'clock for a free pollinator class. Uh, like I said, it's the first time we'll be together. We will all be wearing masks. We will all be at least six feet apart. But I'm going to give a talk about pollinators, something that I think is really important, uh, about how to grow plants for pollinators, how to create a habitat for pollinators. Uh, if we help the pollinators, they will help us garden. Uh, you do have to sign up to be part of that class, and you can find out all the information at DougOster.com. All right, let's get, get uh, keep it going now. More people wanting to talk to Doug. Busy day. Here's Susan, North Hills. Thistle on her mind. Hey, Susan. Good morning. Um, yes, we do have thistles. They were pulled before the mulch was put down. Now they popped up and are growing through the mulch. When you pull them, of course, those, those needles go right through the gloves. Um, how do we get uh, rid of thistles? All right. So Canadian thistle is another one of those invasives that it has these fleshy white roots underneath. Right. And every time you do every time you do pull them, it, it puts the plant into panic, and it makes more. Oh. So the way the way we try and deal with that plant, you know, they look great. Well, didn't it when the mulch was down over it, and then up they come. Mm-hmm. We do something called continual top cutting and you can win the battle with with thistle but again it's going to take all season of every week when you see any of them you just you use a string trimmer or some other method to cut it down to the ground and every time you see them you do that and you'll exhaust those roots Uh, a lot of times what people will do is they'll make that cut and then they'll put some organic liquid organic herbicide uh, use an application or an applicator to dab the tops of those little white roots, and that will uh, help in uh, getting those roots to die. And so it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be fun, but that's the only way I know of of dealing with that weed. That's a pain. That one, Japanese knotweed and bindweed, 
I do that for all three of those. Just continual cop, top cutting, and you will win the battle eventually. And what do you put on uh, where when you've cut it off? There's a couple different versions of organic herbicides. One's called Nature's Avenger, and the other one's called Burnout. But you can they basically use uh, a high concentration of vinegar and sometimes clove oil. And yeah, you can. It's a safe way to deal with. The, the roots of the weeds. And so any nursery is going to have some type of organic-based uh, herbicide that you'll be able to use on those little white roots that are, that are left after you cut the tops. Okay. Thank you All very right. much. Thank you. Hey, it's Jim in Baden, Pennsylvania. Hi, Jim. Hey, good morning, Doug. Hey, I have a asparagus bed that's been there for 45 years, and it's got a lot of grass in it, and I was wondering, could I put, say, three, four inches of straw on top of that asparagus bed? Asparagus will come up through and kind of keep it a little bit grass and weed-free. That would be a great idea. That would be a great thing to do. When we get around to next spring and, you know, way before those come up, see what see what weeds you can get off that bed to start off with, Okay. Then, yeah. yeah, a nice layer, like you said, two to three inches of straw on there. Uh, the spears will pop right up through there, and it will slow down any of the grasses and other weeds that would come up. I think it's a great idea. How is yeah, your, and uh, the asparagus how is your... should come up through that if I do that now and give it a... a uh, once you get the asparagus up, why it's thick enough, it may crowd out some of the other weeds. Right. The other how is that bed doing after all these years? Uh, is I have some ash trees that came up from seed. They are now five, six feet high. Should I be looking to have somebody look at those and, and treat those? Or is it worthwhile? Will they, is the ash borer still around? That is a great question. And, uh, the theory is, and there's multiple theories, so this isn't just the only theory, but yeah, the thinking the ash borer has come through, there's nothing left to eat, but with this, we're hoping this new regeneration of ash trees uh, won't uh, have the ash borer, but we don't know. Uh, if it was me and I, and I had uh, four or five foot ash trees, I would definitely keep a close eye on them and maybe even get like a Davy tree to come out and and see what's going on to be sure that there's no ash borer damage. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully, I, you know, who knows, but hopefully the forest can be regenerated, but we'll have to see. If the ash borer is still around, those ash trees are not going to make it. And so you don't yeah. want that tree to get yeah. 40 feet tall and then have to, you know, cut it down. So... If it was me, I would be talking to a certified arborist, like from Davy Tree, and see what the plan is. Okay. Thank you All for right. your... Thank you. All right. Let's take another call before the break. Here's Carol. Hey, Carol. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Yeah, I hear you have a lot of answers there, and one of them is uh, you already answered with about the thistles. Mm-hmm. And I'm, they're popping up, um, but you're talking about putting an herbicide on them after you cut them. 
Now, these thistles are in with my calories and also in my pumpkin patch. And if I cut them and put the um, solution on them, will it hurt my flowers and my pumpkins? That's a great question because, yes, even though that herbicide is organic, anything it touches, it's going to kill. And so if you have those thistles in there, uh, you'd be much safer in any food crop, even though that, that it's organic. I would just cut the thistles down, and when the food crop's done, then I would. And, and when we're talking about that, uh, using that herbicide, we're just basically putting a, a Q-tip on the root itself. And so we're not just mm-hmm. spraying it all over. And so we're very careful about how we apply that. But in the case of food crops, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even use the organic herbicide. I would just cut those down. And then, like I said, once you're you know we get to October, you still have the uh, thistle, but you won't have the pumpkins or the annuals there. Uh, now you could use use that organic herbicide a little bit safer. Okay. Hey. All right, thank you for the call. Short break. Come back. More of your calls for Doug in just a couple of moments. Next hour, Joe and Frank Dentisi, ground meat recipes on the Coons Cooking Hour. Yes, he is. Every Sunday, Rob Pratt, Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Next hour, ground meat recipes with Joe and Frank Dentisi. Let's go to Eleanor in Wexford. Hey, good morning. How are you, Eleanor? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. I have four Alberta spruce trees. And the one is developing browning in certain areas, the little needles. And what can I do to keep it from spreading on the tree? I don't want to lose it. So they are susceptible to something called spider mites. Uh, But we have to find out if the problem is spider mites or a root rot or some other kind of issue. And the the best thing to do with any tree like this, it, it's almost impossible to diagnose without seeing it. And so those uh, certified arborists from Davy Tree will come out for free and take a look at it and determine what the problem is and then uh, tell you what to do to fix the problem. Uh, as you say, you don't want to lose that tree. Uh, if it was spider mites, it would be an easy fix. It would just be... Uh, horticultural oil, which is something safe that you actually spray on the pest itself. Uh, but we need to diagnose the problem, and to diagnose the problem, we need to take a look at the tree. So, and who uh, is contact, it that I call? Say it again. Who do I call to diagnose it's, it? it? It's Davy Tree, the Davy Tree Expert Company. Davy Tree. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for the invite. Thank you. All right. Up next, it is Larry for Doug Oster. Hi, Larry. Hi. I got a question about zucchini plants. I've had this problem the last couple of years. I get this big, huge, beautiful zucchini plant, lots of flowers on it, and the zucchini grows to the size of a uh, cigar, I'd say, and it just rots on the vine. Yeah, that's six, many eight, times that. Does many that. times that. That's a pollination issue. Uh, it used to be where, you know, you'd have so many zucchini, you couldn't get rid of them. And so right, that's the what bees, I thought I'd have. If the bees aren't doing their job or if the bees aren't there, you'll have to do this by hand. And so when you have all those flowers there, you need to understand which one's female and which one's male. 
Right. The ma- the male flower will just be straight up, and then the female flower will have a little that little itty bitty zucchini on it. In the right. morning, when they're when they're both open, just take a small paintbrush and go from the male flower. You start there, and get inside there, get that pollen, and then you're the bee, and then you take it over to the female flower. You wouldn't think at this age that I'd be teaching you about the birds and the bees, did you? <laughs> no, that's different. Okay. <laughs> That's been a a big problem uh, over the last uh, maybe decade where uh, there just aren't as many pollinators, aren't as many bees to do the job, and that zucchini will will always come on. It will always make that little itty-bitty zucchini. That's what a female flower does, but without that pollen transfer, it just falls away. Oh, okay. A little little paintbrush, I should do it. Right? You do that in the morning, and I think you'll have plenty of zucchini. If somebody stops too long in front of your house, give them a bag of zucchini in the back seat, okay? Sounds good. <laughs> All right, Doug, we've got about two minutes left. Let's take one more call, and we'll go to Peg in Coriopolis. Hi, Peg. Okay, Peg's not there. Let's go to John in the South Hills. Hey, John. Morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I have a uh, question about uh, fertilizer and tomatoes. My early girls are about the size of golf balls right now. Now, I'm thinking about fertilizing, and I have some uh, miracle Grow Shake and Feed fertilizer that's been outside. It's sealed up in, in you know, in the, uh, in the containers, but it's been outside for like two years, snow and rain and sun. Does that deteriorate at all? Probably. Yeah. If it was me and I had a good tomato plant, I would just go down to the nursery and spend $8 for a bag of tomato tone, it's called. Uh, that stuff is safe, organic, and it works. And uh, when you put that on your tomatoes, uh, it's going to go. It's going to be crazy. It's going to go great. And uh, your early girls look about like mine because mine have about the same size fruit on them. Uh, and I can't wait. I got some early girls early in the season from Chapin's greenhouse, and I'm so glad I did when I look at them now because they are filled with fruit. And tomato tone is a great way to fertilize your tomatoes, all right? That's the name of it? Uh, uh, what's it called again? I'm sorry. It's the word tomato, and then you add tone, T-O-N-E, tomato tone. You'll find it gotcha. in any good, nur- any good nursery. It's inexpensive, and it works. All right, Peg's back. Let's see if we can get her on here real quick. Uh, Peg, go ahead quickly, please. Yes. Um, you've been talking about thistle, and the if you pull it, the roots are panicking. If you use a tool that has a little fork on the end to dig them up, does that also make the roots panic, or is that a better way to yeah, them because, out? Yeah, because those thistle, they have, they, they, if you look at their root system, if you look at a, a picture of their root system, yeah, you'll, you're just going to snap off that white root. There's a deep root down there that runs horizontal to the, uh, uh, to the, to the earth, and uh, whenever you snap off one, it, that's what it does. That's why we have to keep that t- continual top cutting, even though it's a pain to do. That's the best way to deal with the, with the weed. All right, Doug, take us home. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, Doug, have a great day. Thank you very much. Stay with us. Much more to come, including after Melinda checks the news at 8. It is your favorite ground meat recipes. Getting ready for that big burger that is the 4th of July weekend with Joe and Frank Dentici on the Coons Cooking Hour. Rob Pratt Sunday, KDK Radio. Good morning, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.